I am Julie. And I'm Lisa. And we are Two Sober Chicks. Thanks for joining us on our podcast of love in sobriety for you. What do you love? <laughs> just got a text? I am on Instagram because I just like did a little boomerang of us recording. Mm-hmm. And there's a account called fucking underscore sober. Uh-huh. And it's this old man who looks really grumpy. And the meme at the top says, when my sponsor cuts me off during the fifth rant in three days about my family. And the old man's like, I am once again asking for your fourth step so we can get the fuck on with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it there's so many great sober accounts to follow on social media and fucking underscore sober is one of my favorites fucking underscore sober. oh good god yeah. that's funny anyways well, i also like the one sober as fuck okay I they have some good that one. they have some good memes too i think we do yeah so we are going to talk about something that is really important to me at least um learning how to have healthy relationships and sobriety but specifically um not as you would say not to put all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and the expectations of that because of oh. someone in your life that's experiencing basically a grief over yeah. the loss of a relationship so um it's funny i had this book on my bookshelf and i just recently regifted it to somebody else i think it was melanie Beatty, mm-hmm. codependency mm-hmm. or codependency no more codependency no it's more awesome great book never read it um <laughs> I think my ex gave it to me. She's a psychologist, by the way. And uh, I didn't like being therapized by my partner. Mm-hmm. So she gave me this book and I probably skimmed through it and didn't really get a lot from it because I really didn't read it. And now recently I'm discovering how codependent I actually was mm-hmm. and at times still continue to be. And when you were laughing at me because remember we had this talk and I'm like, I'm fucking codependent. And you're uh-huh. like, uh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Um, what do we have for her, Bob? <laughs> like my need to help people and um, to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was codependent, but it mm-hmm. is. So She also writes uh, Language of Letting Go, which is a really awesome mm-hmm. everyday sort of meditation and quote based on her work in the codependency field. Ooh, I'd like I that. love it. I have it at home. It's a fantastic resource. Cool. By the way, we were talking earlier about, um, we have some listeners uh, that listen to us that have food addictions, mm-hmm. which I think is a really underappreciated addiction. I think there is definitely a hierarchy like, ooh, like heroin's bad. And right. then marijuana's not so bad. But I think, um, which is not true, marijuana actually is one of the worst detox periods and uh, normalizing periods because it's such a mood Mm. altering substance that often uh, rage will be a major problem for people coming off of marijuana (laughs) which is funny because no one thinks of someone that's high all the time as angry but it's used to cover up emotions right and I think food addiction for those um brothers and sisters out there that suffer from that is swept under the rug minimized and I think there's a lot of um, judgment and people think a person who's, who's obese just likes to eat. Yeah. And it's like no one wants to be obese. And there's no. a big difference between being a, a beautiful curvy woman and someone that's obese or a nice mm-hmm. stocky man and mm-hmm. someone who's obese. Like obese, nobody wants to be that. No. And so um, for those people that listen to us that may have food issues, we see you, we hear you, we get it. We all use something to cope and then it runs away with us. So yeah. you're not unheard and I know you're underappreciated in the addiction world. And it's not less than, it's not lesser. And there are 12-step programs for 
EA, um, yep. Emotions Anonymous, is a big one for overeaters. And then there's overeaters, I think is a really stupid way to put it. But um, there's FA, Food Addiction? Addictions Anonymous, mm-hmm. and then OA, Overeaters Anonymous. Yep. Actually, um, there are several retreat centers here in uh, right in the GTA, Toronto, Canada, which is where we podcast from. One is Mary of the Apostles, and okay. they have a lot of OA retreats. Um, Manresa in Pickering is starting to do OA retreats. Mm-hmm. So there are specific focused retreats on that. I personally, um, it's funny that you talk about marijuana because that was one of my other issues. And, um, and I felt less than when I'd talk in a, in a room, um, you know, I share about alcoholism and everything, but Mm -hmm. then when I talk about being cross addicted, inevitably somebody always comes up to me after a meeting and wants to know what was the drug? Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it heroin? Was it Coke? (laughs) <laughs> and if I don't say that it was that, then it's like it's sloughed off, mm. right? It's all, oh, it's a minor thing. But for me, it was not a minor thing. It was um, an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. And my I couldn't cope without it. And it's interesting that you bring up rage because my rage went off the fucking charts. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always off the charts. But when I stopped doing marijuana, that's when it was like, oh, that's part of the reason why I do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I can seem chill as fuck. You know, I play video games. Um, and when I play video games, when I used to play video games high, I was the easiest going motherfucker that ever lived. <laughs> Never swore, told everybody else to chill the fuck out. I stopped doing marijuana every day. And then I would play video games online with people and somebody calls me, uh, you know, a fucking dyke or a bitch. And I lose my mind all over them. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Rageaholic. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Also, um, eating. Like I found that um, this is one of the things I think when you're first coming into the rooms, why you eat a lot of sugar. You have a lot of sugar in your Mm -hmm. coffee. You eat a lot of chocolate Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of sugar in alcohol and our body. That's one of the things our body's still craving. So it helps you not reach for that drink if you're eating that sugar. But then guess what? Now, all of a sudden, I have another fucking issue. Yeah. I'm eating sugar all the time. I'm craving chips. I'm eating junk food. Again, I've picked up a new tool not a healthy tool. I've picked up a new tool to fill that darkness, that void, Mm -hmm. that black hole that's inside of me instead of using the proper tools. So I did want to mention too, for anybody who's struggling with food addiction, one of the things that has helped me with that is using the 12 steps that I apply to my life for alcohol and substance abuse with food as well. Yeah, works you know, for everything. Smoking helps me, helps me get through. Like when I had cravings, I was like, oh, I just want a bag of chips. Okay, just another hour. Can you go? Don't go downstairs to Raba. There's a fucking convenience store in my building. So <laughs> it's like... Eat something crunchy. Yes. Eat something a little bit salty. Yep. Make put. I had a friend that would put salt on apples. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It works. You know, sometimes it's just... And sometimes like with smoking and other addictions, it's just as much about an oral fixation. So chew the gum. Julie puts penises in her mouth. You know, <laughs> cures that. Or... <laughs> salty i can't help it i like it (laughs) we were actually at a a friend's house and the friend there was talking about how any woman on the face of the planet that likes to give blowjobs is fucking lying and i like shot my hand up in the air and i'm like i like it and she looked at me like shocked she's like what like does it turn you on and i'm like um yes i'm blushing right now i like it i'm sorry (laughs) 
I'm a woman. I like men. I like everything about men. And she's a woman who likes men too. This friend that we were talking about. And, uh, and like so, women. For me, it was like, yeah, okay. I can hear you. I get you. And, and our then, other friend's eyeballs almost fell out of her head. She's like, okay, we're having this discussion. <laughs> I like men. I like penises. I like balls. I like hilarious. body hair. Like, I know most, no one I know has ever said that they think that men's genitalia is beautiful beautiful but i think it is yeah you're a rare you're like a unicorn but that doesn't mean i want dick pics i'm just putting that out there please don't send me any (laughs) you're my little unicorn i love you you're so rare (laughs) i'm also versatile bottom but that's a total other (laughs) total other story Um, geez i hope people from my church are listening to this (laughs) i do too fuck i love Uh, them to know you for who you are the whole you the whole picture that i love so much yeah yeah and if they don't love you then they can go fuck themselves. That's just my opinion. Why I'm not? entitled to my opinion. Now I totally forgot what topic we were on today. Putting something in your mouth <laughs> because of oral fixations coming off right. of addictions. Okay. Do you know that um, people that get bas- gastric bypass surgery quite often become um, gamblers or alcoholics because they can't eat anymore? So it's just a matter of transferring addiction, yeah. which can happen to us, right? We'll go to marijuana or we'll go to sex or... It's that's why the 12 steps is so important. The fourth step is so important to get to the causes and conditions of why we're doing what we're doing. It's not about that symptom of our addiction. It's about a deeper root that needs to be looked at and exposed to the light. It's like the truth shall set you free, but first it will fucking try to kill you. And I think that's a, a good thing to bring up. You mentioned that surgery. Like quick fixes don't work, people. You're taking a shortcut, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Shortcuts leave you shortchanged. Nice. High five. That was good. I like that. Um, I have a friend who did that uh, gastric surgery, shrunk her stomach and everything, and she had severe digestive problems, Mm. you know, butt problems, all kinds of problems. bum problems. Had to have it, you know, uh, undone. Oh. Yeah. Like taken. That's awful. Yeah. The the, the band? Was it called an elastic band or something? Yeah, and so lap band, all that surgery and all that pain and all that suffering because you wanted a shortcut instead of learning how to just do things differently. And that's one of the things that helped me with the food thing was um, having more food throughout the day, which seems kind of funny, but it's healthy food. Yeah. And things like protein um, and healthy snacks, not bad snacks, because we have that saying, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired in AA and in addictions rooms, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'm just hungry. Sometimes I just need a, a little sustenance and yeah. then the anger goes away or the frustration goes away or the sadness goes away. But I need to learn to do that in a healthy way. So, yeah. and it takes more time, you know, to see results. Absolutely. And so. if you knew Lisa personally, you would see the transformation that you've gone through. Like I remember coming over here and Lisa saying she's going to have a snack and there was one fucking square of chocolate in her palm <laughs> and like a sh- like one ounce, like a shot glass of nuts yeah. and looking at you going, you're fucking amazing. And then there are- I don't have food issues, but I couldn't even have that small amount. Yeah. And you act like I can't believe the, the, the stressful job that you have and the amount of hours you work and you still work out all the time, almost every day. Four days. It's amazing. So she is not talking of something she does not know of. Like, she gets it. 
And it is, you know, sometimes it's a struggle, but I got to a point where I was just fed up, like I did with alcoholism. I'm just like, I can't live this way anymore. I'm going to die. And with my weight issue, it was just like, not that I felt that I was going to die, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? There is something I can do about this. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice. It's going to take a transformation. But isn't that what AA was all about? Mm-hmm. It's Preaching a to the transformation. Totally. Yes. Thank God, because if we were the same people we were when we wanted to get sober, we not would not be where we are now. No, it's it. it We have all the best parts of who we are, including the stuff that's dark and weird. But now we live pretty happy. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean we don't go through times or and whatever. But and let me tell you, there were there was doubt. There was there. I have done the diets before. I have done um, all kinds of things. The quick fixes. You know how many programs I've bought and then never did them. Like I've done a lot of things. I'd go out and I'd start jogging, or I'd go to the gym, and that would last like three days or a week. And this thing that I did was um, I hired a nutritionist to give me a plan of healthy eating. And then I said, but I don't want to eat like this forever. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on this restrictive plan forever. I want to enjoy my life too. Mm -hmm. So just tell me eventually I'm going to be able to eat chips. And the guy said, (laughs) well, sure, but not like the family size bag of chips because that's what I used to do. And he's like, so you have to learn to eat in moderation and give yourself these treats. Um, And then we talk about, and this is what I do now. Now I do have a treat meal where I will go out and I did eat uh, half a bag of chips this week. So, but well, and you enjoyed Christmas. I enjoyed Christmas immensely, 10 pounds immensely. But, <laughs> <laughs> but now I've, I'm back on my plan. I've been back on my plan for a month. I've been losing that weight. Mm-hmm. So I've been sticking to my plan. And that's what it's going to take. Um, and back on that sort of, it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. So I still have times, but... It's so that I guess for me that's where it's a little bit different than drinking because I can't take a month off of Alcoholics Anonymous and go out and have a few drinks because I might never come back. Yeah, that's why food addiction is so hard because it's like if you had told me I have to have a shot every day of alcohol, I don't know if I'd be sober. Yet a person with a behavioral addiction like shopping or sex or a food addiction, they have to learn how to be able to do those things in like a sober way. Right. But it can be done. Like yeah. if you're, if these are some of the issues you struggle with, you can learn to have a healthy sexual relationship. You can mm-hmm. learn how to shop without binging. You can learn how to eat without binging. Yes. It's totally possible. It just takes time and it's always harder at the beginning. It's like climbing a mountain. Oh, yeah. When you're at the bottom, that looks really fucking high. But if you put one foot in front of the other, you look down and you're halfway. You look down and you're three quarters of the way up. Sometimes you might fall down and get bumped and bruised, mm-hmm. but you can do it. And if you know, don't take our word for it. Go out there to the fellowships and be there and listen to people and you'll see that no one can't not get recovery. Right. Why do some people die in their addiction? I don't know, but it is possible to get recovered. I remember when I first started this and I started exercising, the, it's the, the exercise program is called HIT training. It's just 20, a 20-minute 20 workout. Mm-hmm. And um, the first you start the first four minutes off before the 20-minute workout with just jogging on the spot. Ooh, that's hard. I couldn't jog on the spot for more than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was huffing and chuffing, and I was tired. And then when I started the exercises, I couldn't do about three-quarters of them. But I did my best. Mm-hmm. I just showed up, mm-hmm. and I tried. And it was a video thing I could do 
on my in my living room on the floor and i only live in 650 square speed <laughs> feet of space people it's not a big place move my coffee table out of the way i throw my yoga mat down put my running shoes on and i do it here in the living room mm-hmm. now i'm at the point where occasionally i go to the gym and there's more <laughs> space and there's mirrors and i can do that now um and on the days when i'm rushed for time i just do it here in my living room but it's about making a beginning so if you're on that journey um you know you're not alone and like julie said join a program there are free programs out there you don't need to spend a dime Mm -hmm. you can probably go to your doctor and get hooked up with a nutrition plan um for free if you live in canada we have ohep and healthcare is covered yeah um through my work we have a health and wellness program we have a nutrition program and i know if you work for an organization like i work for you can you can go to them and you can get that help for free because they want you to be healthy they yeah. want you to be the best version of yourself. And you blogs know? and YouTube channels. Like I have a friend who successfully healed herself from Lyme disease. I believe her Instagram is Hope Heal Cook. It's all free because she wants other people to be free from it. Mm-hmm. So seekers find. Just start doing your research. Which is why our podcast is free. Yeah. Yes. We I are love, free. I love Russell Brand and everything, but we're not charging you $99 for this podcast. It's and just to be free. quite honest, he's not going to say anything new that you haven't heard in the rooms. Oh, it's all 12 step. All recovery podcasts. Like we don't, everything I say on this, I have learned yep. from my recovery in the rooms. Me too. I take credit for none of it. Yes. I just happen to remember it and then speak it yes same with him and i don't think he takes credit either he's no he's very um uh, forthcoming with 12 steps and his his um uh, gratitude to recovery and to his sponsors he doesn't call them sponsors i think he calls them something else gurus maybe but yeah and i love him because he's entertaining he's yeah we're funnier i think we're less (laughs) intense um there's two of us we're chicks i mean there's plus and minuses here all over the place (laughs) (laughs) he's got a penis we don't you know those Mm -hmm. kind of things he's got an accent we don't well that's not true americans think we have have canadian accents Mm -hmm. a um we were starting off to talk about relationships i know we didn't even get to it this turned out to be the food foodie podcast yeah so whatevs yeah we're gonna do relationships on the next podcast so okay. thanks a lot for listening and tune in to our next show when we do talk a little bit about codependency and relationships yeah i'm lisa i'm julie and this has been two sober chicks we love you